Hello, and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem, and discuss the similarities and the differences that they share. My name is Stevie. And I'm Sam. And the score currently stands at 22.19 to Pokemon, and this time we are watching episode 42, Under Pressure and The Problem with Paris. Across the nation, this is a theme song. It's not very long. I'm so glad that you enjoy that. Yes, this is where we say messages that we've had because we do get those sometimes. We do. And what we've got this week, as usual, is all from Twitter. I like Twitter. Twitter's great. I'm slowly getting more and more addicted to Twitter. It's 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 great, like snack media. It's just tiny bits of information. It's where I get all my news from. And me. I get mine from Twitter and Tumblr because I don't read the actual news because I'm garbage. get it from Twitter and video game podcasts and that's it. That's why I'm so ill-informed of everything in the world. Anyway, now that we've reviewed Twitter, first of all, I have a lot of questions from at Connor with an O. This could be a long one. Are you ready? Yeah. First question. How can magicians have any career in a world of psychic or ghost Pokemon? Showing off their psychic prowess? But surely you'd just know that it was a Pokemon doing it, just reading the minds of the audience or whatever. And ghost Pokemon can just float in and out of boxes, so if you have a Ghastly, you can just get it to pretend to be your assistant, I guess. We've seen Ghastly do illusion things before. Why do we have TV shows and stuff in a world where it's all CGI? We all know it's CGI. I don't know. Maybe that's the same sort of thing. Like They'll know it's Pokemon doing it, but it's the entertainment value of it. I guess it'd still be entertaining, even if you know that it's probably just Pokemon behind everything. I know as much as people would like to admit, but magic's not real. It's not a real thing. Friendship is magic, Sam. It's not magic. It is. But there is still a way of people doing things, and once you learn the way that they do these magic tricks, it's no longer magic. But, you know... You don't know what Pokemon could be doing. It could be something creative. Like, Pokemon could do something creative at one point. You don't know. So the mystery is still there, even if you have a suspicion that it's probably just a ghastly with a hat on. Okay, next question. Why do all psychic Pokemon look so horrifyingly Lovecraftian? Is there a non-Euclidean connection? I have no idea what non-Euclidean means. I need to Google the word. I don't know much about Lovecraft other than Cthulhu is an unimaginable evil thing that will just destroy us one day, apparently. So we've got that to look forward to. That's if he wakes up. Also, it's fictional. You don't know that. To be fair, we only know about 20% of the ocean, so who knows what's down there. It's, like, bigger than the bounds of the universe, probably. If it's beyond our scale of imagination. To be fair, a lot of psychic Pokemon are kind of weird-looking. Like, Drowsy creeps me out. Hypno does as well. Yeah, Hypno's creepy. Super weird nose. But... I've got to say that Hypno is a great Pokemon. It's just carrying my team in my Nuzlocke right now. Your best Pokemon is called Chris. No, it's called Darren. No, your best Pokemon is called Chris. I have a Hitmonlee called Chris because Christopher Lee. Ever since I found out that you have a Hitmonlee called Chris, I'm rooting for Chris and Chris is the best. I also have a Hypno called Darren after Darren Brown. Chris is the best. Yeah, Chris is pretty good actually. Anyway, we're talking about Lovecraftian psychic Pokemon. Psychic types tend to always have a certain weirdness to them. Like you've got Abracadabra, Alakazam, they're all 
based on Kitsune's Mr. Mime. I mean, Mr. Mime is an absolute nightmare. He hasn't turned up yet in the anime. I know what he does to Ash's mum. I'm sorry, what? What he does is he takes all the chores away from her. Mr. Mime becomes a replacement for Ash's dad. Which other psychic types are there? Yeah, in the first gen, there's not that many. Well, there's Mew and Mewtwo. Yeah. Is is Jinx a psychic type? I think Jinx is ice psychic or psychic ice. One thing I do notice is that, that a lot of psychic types tend to be quite human-shaped, especially in the first gen. They're all sort of human-shaped, even drowsy to a certain extent. They all look kind of bipedal things with arms. Did you look up what non-Euclidean meant, by the way? It's a very vague word. <laughs> a very vague word. Like cosmic space horror and stuff. And Well, I don't think psychic Pokemon really look that Lovecraftian then, in general. I mean, I could not imagine them eating anything big. You couldn't imagine Hypno, like, unhinging a giant, many spiky-toothed jaw and just consuming a child whole. Well, I could now that you've said that, but it's not going to happen. Next question. Is Pokemon possibly arguing that giving any power to the poor or struggling masses will absolutely corrupt them? I'm guessing this is in reference to Melvin being evil as soon as he has hypnosis abilities. Oh, and it carries on. Or is this a testament to the madness inherent to witnessing a psychic pile of eggs with human faces on them? Not sure what's happening right now. These questions are so heavy. So deep. Basically, is Pokemon trying to make a commentary on don't give poor people power because they'll go crazy? Or is Pokemon saying that if you have a pile of eggs that talk to you, you will go crazy? First of all, eggs are cute are more like seeds than eggs. And that's one of the Pokedex entries. Yeah, well, we have tweets about that later. Secondly, I feel like Melvin was quite desperate if all he's ever wanted to do in life is do magic shows. And he's just not good at it. I mean, you can always aspire to be something and just not be good at it. There's always that possibility. And I feel like that's sort of the thing that happened with Melvin. He really wanted to be a magician, but he just wasn't very good at it. And then he just became desperate and all he wants to do is live out his dream of having a packed audience and have so many people there watching him do his not very good acts. And it sort of went to his head once he found this this thing that he can do. Because it's a, it seems like it was planned, but it, it could also be like a, a, a last minute attempt at finding some sort of peace within himself or something. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely feel like Melvin went a bit crazy. Maybe the execute actually had a part in making him do these things. Maybe they hypnotized him and implanted this idea, sort of seed in him, to do this crazy evil thing. Maybe, I mean, that's not outside the realms of possibility. If they can hypnotize Ash, I can see them just sort of trying to egg him on. Was that a bad pun? Well, I did say that they implanted a seed in his head earlier as well. Yeah, you did. I let that one slide. But two is too many. Two is too many puns. Too many subtle execute references. (laughs) Did I not execute them very well? What's the next tweet? Next tweet is, is the one correct egg the same for every execute? Is there pokey anatomy courses explaining what happens if you fix it? I have no idea. I think in every design there's always the same set of execute. There's always the happy one, the sad one, the sleepy one, the, the correct one. One of the Pikachu specials actually kind of shows us how execute are put together without trying to spoil it too much. Which is interesting. Sorry, it it just occurred to me that a Pokemon egg just hatches into five smaller eggs. Yeah, basically. It's so dumb. I think that's more for the game, though. In the anime universe, like I said, this this special we'll watch at some point soon kind of shows us something which is pretty interesting revolving around Execute. Just think, how disappointed would you be if you've just 
spent ages trying to hatch this egg and then it just hatches into smaller eggs. Nah, nah, because now you can get a Lolan Executor and it's an absolute nightmare. It's got a face that will pierce the heavens. They've just made it for the memes. It's good. I kind of like it. It's it's horrifying, but I kind of like it. And fixing this cracked execute, I, I have no idea what that would do. Yeah, I don't think it comes with a piece of shell. I think it's just, maybe it's like a design, like it, it's got the, the crack in it, but that's not like it's its brains or anything floating around. I feel like it'd just be solid. Okay, next tweet. Connor says, there are lots of creepy eggs and creepy faces in the psychic Pokemon category, and it's got to mean something. It means that psychics are creepy. A little bit creepy, yeah. Just look at how often seances are things in horror films. Okay, last tweet from Connor with a no. And you can clearly see yellow yolk in one of the eggs. Egg. Cute. They are eggs, unless they are eldritch seeds from the cosmic verdancy. Whatever that is. Is Connor okay? Because these are some deep questions. Just asking really deep questions about these psychic eggs. They are really weird Pokemon. I think they're eggs. Definitely eggs. They are not seeds. They're quite clearly designed to look like eggs. So I'm not buying the whole seed thing. Okay, Pokedex entries. Often mistaken for eggs. When disturbed, they quickly gather and attack in swarms. Swarms of eggs. No, swarms of seeds. A Pokemon that is like the seeds of a plant. If you find one and chase it, others will join it without you noticing. But surely you would notice if you kept chasing it and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. This Pokemon consists of six eggs that form a closely knit cluster. Six eggs attract each other and spin around. When cracks increasingly appear on the eggs, execute is close to evolution. So it even refers to them as eggs in that Pokédex entry. Even though it appears to be eggs of some sort, it was discovered to be a life form more like plant seeds. But then it calls them eggs! <laughs> I think what Pokémon's trying to teach us is that really there is no difference between eggs and seeds. They both bring about new life. And if you plant them in the ground, you get trees. Little chicken trees. <laughs> I want a chicken tree. Or a bush. It could be a chicken bushel. A chicken bush. You just see like like little eggs hanging off it and then they hatch and there's just tiny chicks hanging off trees chirping. And then like when it's autumn they all start falling off the trees. All the eggs that hadn't hatched would be smashed against the ground. That's okay because then they'll, they'll sink into the ground and then they'll form more chicken trees. And before you know it you've got a chicken orchid. It could be like ostrich eggs like ostrich trees just like full-grown ostriches hanging from trees just waking up in the morning just oh they're ripe let's go pluck some ostriches i'm so glad we had this dumb conversation i'm trying to think what else lays eggs snakes like snake trees oh that sounds like a nightmare you could have human trees if you think about it just like the one that didn't like didn't fall it's like a 35 year old man just hanging from a tree hello my name's dave i don't do much just a tree outside full of babies and babies just falling to the ground. Okay, I'm going to find out what the biggest creature that lays eggs is. Thank you, Connor, for sending us down this egg hole. The animal that lays, lays the largest eggs is the whale shark. Can you imagine a whale shark tree? Oh, if you plant an Easter egg tree, does it just start growing chocolate bunnies? It grows eggs and when you open them up, it tells you spoilers for things. Spoiler alert, Portal 2, there is a cake. And that cake is made from eggs that have been grown on a tree. Yes, they have. And that's how you make eggs. Last tweet today is from May from Lost of Translation Man at Ancient Irishman on Twitter. And they say, I love you both. I'm sorry I'm behind. That's okay. It's fine. You're a very busy person. And we love you too. And you are watching the Pokemon episodes alongside it. So it takes longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you have to do that. But they don't have to do that. They've chosen to do that. We've basically lost May for the next couple of days as they fall down a sun and moon pit. I'm so excited, though. 
We will do a special on it because I'll make Sam do it. What? Sun and Moon? Yeah, we'll do a Sun and Moon special because it's topical. Where we can watch the first episode of Pokemon Sun and Moon? No, where we can talk about the games. We, yeah, but we could watch we could watch the first episode of the anime and then we can play the game. No, because that would be spoilers for the anime. We're not getting to there till like 2018, 2019 maybe. <laughs> We can watch one episode. I'm pretty sure we won't be spoiled from one episode. I don't want to watch extra Pokemon. You're making me watch Zero Two, so you can watch one episode of it, Sun and Moon. I'm not making you do anything. <laughs> I kind of have to. Well, so do I. But I'm really excited. Yeah, you are. We get to compare Ash and Davis. I know, but... That is your glimmer of hope, because it's going to be so fun. Like my glimmer of hope is watching episodes with my favourite Pokemon in. But you only yeah. have, like, two favourite Pokemon. I have, like, a hundred of them. There's only, like, 700 Pokemon, though. Yeah. One in seven Pokemon is your favourite Pokemon. Uh-huh. It's not how favourites work. I like them. My favourite Pokemon is Kabutops. There. That is my favourite. I have the one. I don't have the 100. I have two favourites, then. I've got... Cubone and Tarantrum, but we've already had Cubone and Tarantrum make Telex and Y, and that's going to be a, a year or two away, so... A year or two or three. I can just enjoy the Pokemon when they appear. The Pokemon that I like, because I'm allowed to like more than two. But you can also have, like, this team of Pokemon are my favourite. I like lots of things a lot, but it doesn't mean that they're all my favourite. No, but you can have more than one favourite thing. I'm just saying, I like a lot of Pokemon, they're pretty cool. I just like lots of Mons. You like all the Mons. All the Mons. Anyway, that was the demonstration. Thank you for the, the tweets. That only took half an hour. And rip in peace, May. I'm sorry that we'll never see you again because Pokemon happened. Yeah, rip. Rest in Pokemon. The first episode we are watching this time is Under Pressure. The kids are in deep water, about to be destroyed by Metal Seedramon, when Waymon appears and swallows them, taking them deeper to the ocean to safety. As they try and hide themselves... They decide to stop and do a spot of fishing to grab some food and get their strength back. Gomamon's fish friends warn them that the Divermon are only 200 miles away so they must hurry and hide because 200 miles is super close and they'll be discovered in only a few hours if they stay where they are. Izzy hacks Waymon to give the kids something to do in this episode apart from stand around and make puns and they manage to use echolocation to find a tunnel that can take them to land. Unfortunately, Metal Seedramon has followed them and Ogumon evolves into War Greymon to give us this episode's token bit of fighting. And the episode ends on another cliffhanger as War Greymon is being chewed up by Metal Seedramon underneath the water. It starts off with Sudamon getting wrecked again because <laughs> they have to show it again. And the kids are in deep water. Yeah, they're all about to be killed. They don't stand a ghost of a chance. But fortunately, Waymon shows up and he says, Rawr, as he attacks Metal Seedramon. Just Rawr. Flies out the water as well, like full on whole body out of the water. That takes a lot of strength. And then just headbutts Metal Seedramon in the chest. Who falls down. Waymon eats the kids and the, the kids are like, Yay, it's Waymon. Yay. Yay. Come to save us. And they're like, are you sure it's the same Waymon? It could just be a random Waymon eating the kids. But no, it's it's the same one. There's only ever one of a Digimon if it's plot important. Otherwise, if there's like goons or anything, there'll be multiples. So they all escape in Waymon and Metal Sujimon has been outsmarted by a champion level Digimon. Or ultimate. Maybe Waymon got bigger since last time. Waymon digivolved into Waymon? That can happen if it's just growing bigger. Well, if it's a champion evolving into an ultimate, then it, it could still be a Waymon. Can you imagine having Waymon as your partner? Like having a line where 
it's been a champion for so long and then it did evolve. So you're like, yeah, finally I can get to the next level. And it's just another way I'm on. Just slightly bigger and harder to hide. And it's got a tiny hat on. Why the tiny hat? I don't know. It's about a giant way on the top of its head. It's the tiniest, almost inconceivably small hat. Show it's an ultimate level. No, it just has like a label on the side that just says, I'm ultimate. <laughs> Either way, Metal Sujimon should not have been knocked over by this lower-level Digimon. And then he sends Divermon after after them. But, like, they were right there. How can they get 200 miles away from them? <laughs> also, Metal Sujimon does something when he sends the, the Divermon after Waymon. Did you notice how he flails into the water backwards so dramatically? I didn't, actually. He's like a child, like a small child who's having a tantrum. He just tells them to go, and then he just falls backwards into the water. like, Ugh! Oh, Metal Seedramon, you're so dramatic, I love it. Although I noticed was that he got angry at the Divermon. He says to the Divermon, I told you to go find those kids, why are you still here? Except he hasn't told them to go find those kids. So, he's just a <laughs> He's a bad boss. So then, the kids are now somehow on top of Waymon, and they're out in the open. Are they on top of Waymon when they're escaping? Yeah, and there are seagulls. Yeah, seagullmon. What is this? There's just like a group of seagulls, but there's no reason as to why they're there. So in this world, are there are there animals, but also Digimon? Well, there's fish, so there could be seagulls. There are seagulls. It's canon. The the gang escape, and then they end up on this small little croissant of an island, and they show this picture of this island about five times. It's a pretty island. Okay, but they're trying to hide, so they go to the only piece of land that there is for miles and start fishing. Gatamon sings a really dumb song about being a digikitty, and then she catches a fish in midair. It's super awkward. This is like flying fish. It's not the sentient fish that are Gobamon's friends. Even though there are some flying fish in those in those fish friends. And then Palmon's like, oh, I'll, I'll show you how to do it. And then catches this giant fish. But as they're fishing, Izzy decides to dump loads of information about War Greymon on them. And I forgot this happening. About him having Draymon destroyers and they're effective against Draymon type Digimon. And it's like, okay, but you've not given us any example of Draymon type Digimon. It's just Digimon with Draymon in the name. But people watching the show won't know that. He could have said Seedramon. Mega Seedramon. Metal Seedramon. <laughs> just Seedramon. Davidramon. All the Seedramons. But they should have given some examples. But yeah, we get told about War Greymon. Matt interrupts Izzy's explanations to say that he hates the song that he always plays on his harmonica. Yeah, because it gives him the blues. And it's just more reason to hate Matt if he's just playing a song that he hates himself. No one's telling him play this specific song. It's the only song he's ever played. And now, like, 40 episodes in, he goes, I hate this song. I bet you do, Matt. You're just hating it because you want to be edgy. Oh, I hate this music. The hair flip. Oh. So then Ty turns to tell Agumon how much he's so excited that they've got Draymond destroyers. And Agumon's just eating a fish whole. And there's fan art of this sort of thing online. Of Digimon with giant bellies. And I don't understand it. Especially this one. I've seen people like redraw this specific shot of Agumon eating a fish. And I don't get it. I'm not going to kink shame anybody. But why? Who's looking at Agumon going, oh yeah, look at that engorged stomach there was weird digimon fan art out there meanwhile gomamon goes off to get information from his super fish buddies yeah he makes a great joke when he asks them learn anything in school because they're a fish and they're in a school <laughs> and then they just say we learned that Diamond were in the area and gomamon then just panics and goes and tells everybody and then joe falls off into 
the water and catches Gomamon. And I love the little shot of Gomamon hanging. <laughs> it's kind of cute. And then Waymon says that the Divermon are 200 miles away. And so that's a really long way away. So I don't think the Divermon can go that fast. So I don't know why they're panicking. First of all, how, how have they got 200 miles away from them if they're going in the same direction? If they were right next to each other. Second of all, it's 200 miles. It's it's a long distance. I don't know what else to say. It's a long distance. They shouldn't be panicking. Maybe go onto the land itself. And just hide there. Maybe. They just take a shortcut. So everybody gets back inside the Waymon. And Izzy hacks Waymon by grabbing some cables that are hanging from the inside of its head. Which could be its brain. But, you know, stab them into the computer. Because that's what you can do in this world. And uh, he gets... A screenshot of the ocean of what Waymon can see and it's slowly rotating and zooming in because that's what the screenshot is. They didn't want to animate the actual ocean moving towards them so they just zoom in and turn it slightly. It's the emptiest ocean. But it's pretty cool. I like it when Izzy does these weird things. Izzy does lots of weird things. Oh wait and this is also when he just has so much sass because basically Ty just said something about him explaining things and thinking that everyone's brainless and Izzy's just like, I'm not going to disagree with you. So yeah, he basically calls everyone else brainless. That's fine, Izzy's allowed to, he's, he's, he's super intelligent. Yeah, so now the gang pretty much spend the rest of the episode inside of Waymon and they've given them a screen so they can see what's going on instead of just standing there going, what's going on? We don't know. <laughs> and they hear a weird beeping noise and apparently it's Divermon and I'm like, are they using echolocation? Because you don't see them doing anything involving that. They just seem to be there. The Divermon have lots of things about them that don't make sense. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. They've got like a tail stitched onto them. They've got the, I want to say diving assistant, but it's not an assistant. It's like, it's the, the motorized thing where you can hold onto it and it drives you along when you dive. And then they've got like breathing apparatus around the mouth but they don't use it because they can breathe underwater because they have mouths they're very weird digimon you can tell that like they're the really old style digimon because they're they're just weird and don't make much sense and also they have real names apparently they're like what is it bill phil and jim or something i might have made up the first two i know one of them's called jim but they say that there's three of them and then like in the next scene or a scene like uh, a couple scenes later there's four of them we have no idea how they're communicating because they're apparently communicating over like 200 miles <laughs> maybe they've just got radios as well because they've got so much other stuff attached to them as the gang are escaping it's a really cute bit and it's only a couple of seconds long but as they escape palmon crawls toward them on her hands and knees and I'm, i think it's really cute because She's a plant-type Digimon. She's designed to be on land. And the fact that she's in the water, I can imagine her being so seasick. Yeah, Palmon and Mimi are really goofy this episode. To escape the Divermon, they go into a really deep trench. And I thought that's pretty interesting. They could have had a lazier way of defeating them. Like, Waymon could have just attacked or whatever. But no, they, they, they dive really deep down into this trench. And the Divermon's gear starts crunching up because of the water pressure which i think is pretty cool it's weird that the gear is like part of them so are they feeling pain now because it's all crunched up who knows the deep questions izzy decides to whisper a plan to kari instead of just telling her because there's no reason why it needs to be secret that is a very good point why couldn't he have just said could you just blow your whistle as hard as you can as long as you can because i need to use it instead he has to whisper it to her so she can understand it and they can do a sneaky plan together and then kari blows a whistle and she's floating because she's blowing a whistle that hard yeah she just straight up hovers above the ground but they use echolocation themselves to find a tunnel which is also creative i think they did a lot of cool things nifty little sonar thing they had to find ways of 
having the gang do things in this episode because they basically spend the most of it inside Waymon. Because if they were escaping on top of the water, all you'd see is just like ocean forever and them swimming and it would be very boring. But then they need a way of the kids being able to see what's going on. So they're like, okay, Izzy can hack Waymon because that sounds kind of cool. And then they're like, okay, how can they escape them? Because Waymon can't really attack with the kids inside him. And they're like, okay, why don't they use the pressure of the ocean, which is an actual thing in the real world that divers have to deal with, to escape? So they do that. And they're like, okay, so why don't they use echolocation to find an escape route inside the tunnel? I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. So if they're doing some interesting things and then there's this weird moment where when they find the tunnel Mimi says she needs to go and change and then Palmon is all sweaty for some reason and then Mimi shouts hug at her and I'm not sure what's happening there I think it's because earlier in the episode Mimi span around Palmon a lot when they last hugged throughout the whole episode Mimi and Palmon have just been messing around and making jokes and being kind of ditzy yeah ditzy ditzy is a good word (laughs) Ditsy's a less offensive word for stupid. Airheaded. They've been very meme They've been meme Mimi's been meme and Palmon's been dragged into it. So they are chased through the tunnel by Metal Zudramon, who's caught up to them. After like 200 miles. They somehow get out ahead of it, even though Metal Zudramon is quite clearly thinner than Waymon and should just be able to swim up the tunnel easily. But they get out, and then they get out of Waymon and stand and just enjoy the sleep, the scenery and the sights and the fresh air and the sun. I'm like, why are you doing this? Keep going. Get onto land. Keep running. Don't stop now. If a giant metal sea serpent is chasing me, I will keep running until I fall asleep. So then Metal Sudramon surfaces and is on the other side of the digital bridge, which looks like the thing from Digimon World, which is cool. And Waymon starts swimming around really quickly. Its attack is tidal wave, which is swim around real fast and make waves. Which shouldn't really do much to water Digimon. No, but it, it does. It also doesn't do a lot to the kids who are stood on top. You'd think they'd be holding on tight if he's spinning around fast enough. But no, they've just got a little bit of breeze in their hair. They're fine. Natalia's so casual about this battle that's about to happen. Let's walk Raymon now. She's like, oh, come on, go ahead. Have fun. We see more Greymon's evolution again, which is cool. I kind of like it. I mean, it's dated. You can tell it's dated, but it still looks kind of okay. And then Gomamon digivolves again for some reason. All the Digimon evolved the champion apart from Patamon, obviously. I didn't notice all of the other Digivolutions. They didn't digivolve. Like, it didn't show them digivolving. They just were the next forms, which was pretty cool. Ikakamon does still get the Digivolution. Yeah, he still, we still get Zudamon, but that makes sense because, obviously, in water, Zudamon's the most fitted for water. But then it also doesn't make sense, because at the start of the episode, he was shot. They've eaten food and stuff. They've had fish. He shouldn't have recovered in, like, the 20 minutes. They've gone 200 miles. I'm assuming it's been a few hours. No, in the context of the episode, and as viewers, it has been 20 minutes. And he's apparently recovered from being shot by a mega-level Digimon. He shouldn't have digivolved Zudamon again so quickly. But still, we get Zudamon, and they use the same shot of the, the hammer. It's just a shot of the hammer with some background effects a couple times. And then Ty is talking whilst he's on Kabuterumon's back. And his hair is huge. Like, it's flapping about. It just looks a lot bigger than normal. And I don't know why. It's because he's so big-headed. And then we're left with a cliffhanger because Metal Sudramon's got War Greymon in its mouth and has taken him under the water where he's at a disadvantage, as Izzy says. And it's like, we know the one with the feet won't beat the one with the fins. And then that was the episode, yeah. Any notes? Hey, Digimon came up again. Yeah. That was bad, again. I'm still not comfortable with it because it, it just takes all the tension away. I haven't quite developed a gag reflex yet but it will probably happen eventually. 
And there were also a few good jokes while they were inside Waymon that I didn't mention because I don't know where they were exactly. There's a bit where Patamon says that TK is squeezing him too hard and then TK says that Matt's squeezing him too hard and they're all squeezing because they're scared. But they're not squeezing. Matt's only got like one arm around him. Yeah, but it's cute. It's not cute. Matt isn't cute. Nothing Matt does is cute. But Patamon is at the start of the chain of squeezing. So the the cuteness transcends. Patamon is so cute. There was another one where Mimi references the Titanic. Mimi should not know anything about the Titanic. Yeah, has, has, has the movie come out yet? That and also it's a historical thing. And Mimi's not smart. She won't know about the Titanic. She's Mimi. She'd only know about the Titanic if it was a fashion brand or something. A type of shoe. Titanics are the latest thing on trend. Having that joke come from Mimi's mouth was funny in its own weird way. So, what was your favourite thing? I'm going to say Gomamon, just for that short exchange with the fish, because it was so funny. I just like the shot of him hanging off Joe's fishing rod. He's just like hanging there with his little flipper things flopping in front of him. It's cute. My favourite thing is, is he hacking into Waymon because it's a bit weird. It is a bit weird. It's very weird. Like, we haven't seen him interact so directly with another Digimon before. Like, he tried to do it with uh, Tentamon in one of the first few episodes with that code. But then, after that, we haven't really seen him hack a Digimon before. He's just got cables hanging from his head. Um, It's so convenient as well that they fit into his laptop. Yeah, it's great. But what is the overall thoughts that we are having about the episode? It's a strange episode. The kids spend the entire time, like, stuck inside Waymon, swimming around. So there's not a lot that really happens. It's just swimming and being inside a whale. And then there's just a token bit of battle at the end. I quite enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I liked it. They, they did some interesting things, like the echolocation and the and the using the, the water pressure to get rid of their Divermon. It was quite cool, because what we normally get is we get them starting somewhere, them finding a Digimon, them having the fight, and then them leaving. But instead, it's almost like they reversed it, so they had the fight, them going somewhere, and then having the fight at the end. It was a good episode. It just had a few plot holes and odd things that didn't make any sense. I still liked it. Yeah, I liked it as well. It was fun. It was good. And Metal Digimon's a dork. A dramatic dork who likes to throw a tantrum. The second episode we're watching this time is The Problem with Paris. Ash and co go to some place that doesn't matter at all to find some filler plot. Meanwhile, Meowth has a fever and a kind stranger gives him some medicine to perk him up. Ash and co meet the stranger too, and learn that she wants to evolve her Paris so that she can use it to make a new miracle potion, but it lacks confidence and experience so it won't evolve. Ash keeps winning though, which makes a change. So Paris runs away from Charmeleon, who's gone off on one since puberty hit. Paris runs into Team Rocket, who send out Albach and Weezing, the masters of losing, to build Paris' confidence. Paris takes on Charmeleon again and gets the lucky hit, winning the battle and causing it to evolve into Parasect. The girl still rejects Meowth though, despite his help, because he needs to be with Team Rocket. So no happy ending for Team Rocket this time, even though they did a good thing for once. The gang are in a place called Moss Green Village because everything's got to be named after something. It's better than Leaf Forest. Ash and Misty are fighting for no reason. Because that's what they do. Because they have to fight. They go off to do a thing because they've got no potions or anything left in their little emergency bag. Because that's a thing that they've always had. Basically, this intro is there to just give you all the warning signs. Just like, filler, filler, filler. Yeah, it doesn't really make any... Like, it feels really weird and clunky. The start, it just feels so, like, odd and clunky. Like, the filler alarms, they're going off. Oh, we're in this place. And now we're having an argument. And look, there's no potions left. Oh no, what do we do? 
Ash straight up says, oh, we don't need to go there. There's no gym. <laughs> we can't. We don't need to go there. There's literally no point. It's not going to advance the story at all. So they go to the place and Team Rocket are behind them because what else are they going to do apart from stalk these children? And then Meowth's not well at all. And I'm like, how long has he been ill for? Has he just been slowly dying over the past couple of days and they're just getting him to suck it up? Or has he just fallen ill? And then a girl appears and decides to call them out on leaving Meowth alone. And it's like, how dare you leave your Meowth alone like that? And they're like, you think we're Meowth's trainers? And they're just finding it hilarious. It's like, yeah, no, she doesn't understand, but she's got to butt her way into this thing. So she grinds a few herbs together and makes a weird soup or something that she gives to him. And Meowth suddenly feels a lot better because that's how potions and medicine works nowadays. It's, it just takes seconds for you to just eat a, eat a stick and then you feel fine. Well, that's how it works in Pokemon. It's just use item, done. So then Meowth decides that he's going to fall in love with a human. And it's super weird. Meowth is a tiny cat, but he's now enamoured with a human because they were nice to them. That's not creepy. It happens a lot. And his goal in this episode is to spend the rest of his life with this girl. Called Cassandra, by the way. I made a point of remembering their name this time. I didn't. I just called them the stranger throughout the whole plot because I didn't know the name. <laughs> the name's Cassandra. And I, I thought it'd be something like Herbella or something like that because in... In Pokemon, their name is revolving around what they do, and I thought it would be that, but it's not. It's Cassandra, which is okay. I'm happy with this. When Cassandra is reprimanding Team Rocket, Jesse just says, we're sorry, in a really dumb way, and that made me laugh. Oh, is that when they're both sort of like, we're sorry for for doing this to Meowth, even though he's not really our Pokemon. He's just kind of here. We're sorry. (laughs) Okay, back to the nice noise. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Nice noise. So... The gang are going to this... It's a tent, but also has stone inside. So is it a tent or a house? Doesn't really make sense. I didn't notice that. That's really dumb. Yeah, it's like a a cloth tent on the outside, but inside it's just a stone house. There's an old woman in the dark by herself grinding herbs. There was an old woman who lived in a tent. It was also a house. And then she was grinding herbs. And then she wanted to give them some herbs which will grow hair on their tongue. Which is awful. That does sound like a bad idea. But you know, she's like, yeah, just have this. It'll grow hair on your tongue. It's great. Oh, look at this. It's hair. It's on my tongue. And also, it's really useless there. And also, I choke in it all the time. It's a dumb idea. And then Cassandra appears. And Brock's like, hey, I like you because you're a female and you're young. So I gotta flirt with you. It's what I do. Brock does a Brock. A bad Brock, not a good Brock. Good Brock is when he's about breeding. Bad Brock is when he's about... Breeding. But she's like, no, how about we have a Pokemon battle? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then she's like, by the way, my Paris has got some sort of anxiety, so you can't fight it properly. Which is weird. So she calls Team Rocket out for abandoning for their Pokemon. Well, Meowth. And then she has a Pokemon with issues. Yeah, but she's not abandoned it. Okay, but she decides a battle's the best thing to do. Well, she wants to build its confidence and make it evolve. They get it to attack a tree and get it used to fighting first, and then maybe get it to attack wild Pokemon. Because surely attacking, like, a Weedle is going to be a lot easier than attacking a person who is a Pokemon trainer, training these Pokemon to be strong. Well, Ash sucks, so Ash is probably worse at battling than a tree. She doesn't know that. I reckon Ash just probably just gives off this vibe of being bad at Pokemon. Well, still, they get Pikachu and everyone to fight Paris, and it gets knocked out by, like, a tiny spark, so it's clearly, like, level one. Well, this Paris has a lot of pressure on it. She's just like, good luck, Paris, the future of all of Pokemon depends on you. It's like, oh, thanks. You know, maybe go 
you know what? My Paris is a bit nervous. Maybe you can teach us a few techniques. Maybe get Bulbasaur to come out and show it a few attacks and stuff. No, attack it, fight, fight it, but pretend. So what I get from this is that you can fake battle with Pokemon. So if you got your Pokemon to fake battle like a Charizard and it would win all the time, would it evolve real quick? I don't know. Because apparently fake battling and like letting an opponent win but not win because it's not natural battle is apparently enough to make it evolve. So then Pikachu manages to attack Paris with this tiny little spark and Paris gets knocked out and rolls over and it is kind of cute. Yeah, it's, it's the tiniest spark. Teeny static bolt. She's like, Dew. And it rolls over so dramatically. I'm dead now. Don't make me fight no more. Please no. No. No, please. I dead. They find out that Paris is grass and bug type. So Ash sends out Squirtle, who is weak to grass. And uses the tiniest little water stream. No, I dead. No, please. No more fighting. I dead. It's like, ah, bless it. It's so weak and like, it's so worried about fighting. And then Ash sends out Charmeleon, who is four times as effective against a Paris. Because Bug and Grass are both weak against Fire-type. Good going, Ash. Good going. You were so good there. Ash is so good. <laughs> yeah, like, Pikachu's, like, the most controlled out of everybody. And then Squirtle could be super, like, give the weakest attacks possible. And then it's like, they didn't work. Better send out the newly evolved and slightly moody Charmeleon. That'll be great fun. I do like that, that Charmeleon's super moody now, though. It's interesting. It's genuinely changed since he evolved. So Paris runs away because battles are hard. Because he's dead. She's like, no, I'm dead. I can't fight no more. Oh no, me dead. No. I run away because I'm dead. I'm leaving now because I don't like this. No, no, thank you. I love this little personality of given Paris. No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. Are you ready to battle? No. <laughs> don't like it. Don't want to. Okay, fine. If I, if I battle, I have to battle. No, I'm dead. Lose. Fight. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so dead. So Meowth runs into Paris and then decides that because he's so in love with this human being and he wants to get his weird little cat rocks off with a human because that's gross, decides, I'm going to help Paris evolve. And Team Rocket like, yeah, we can do this. We're the best at losing. Jesse and James decide to help because Meowth promises them lots of money when this girl's miracle potion goes viral. And have you noticed this isn't the first time this sort of thing has happened, that Team Rocket have got the Pokemon and basically helps them get over their issue? It's because James is the best at making Pokemon evolve. He's done it so many times. They get uh, Paris super confident with fighting, like it defeats Weezing and it defeats Arbok. And then it's like, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the best. going to climb this tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Climbs up the tree. It's like, puss, puss, puss. it's like, oh my God, look at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm so good. I'm so good. Uh, I kind of like Paris, actually. I, at the start, I was a bit like, oh, it's kind of a fairly blander episode. But because you've given it this little personality... <laughs> yeah, I'm a fight. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm gonna climb the steel tree. Yeah, I'm up here now. <laughs> no one's gonna get me. I'm the best. <laughs> best at forest. <laughs> so it's now badass Paris. So Paris is up in the tree, and Team Rocket runs away to hide as Ash and Co. and Filler Person arrive, and then they fight Paris again with Charmeleon, I believe. Yeah, after the last time where it went all well and good, they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna use Charmeleon again." So. Paris goes from, yeah, I'm the best to, oh no, no, don't want this, no, no, run away. And then Charmeleon's like, nope, oh, gonna fight it, because why not? Because I'm so moody, me. Charmeleon just starts out like, nah, not feeling it, and then just gets angry and fights again. Yeah, Ash uses Charmeleon again, and he basically gets told by the creepy old lady that Ash is f- 
because you can't control him. Which is weird because he saved Charmander's life, so I don't know where the mood swings come from. It's puberty. He doesn't know how to feel. Uh, okay. That's basically what it is. It's his teenage years. Where he's just like, you can't control me, Dad. That is basically it. And Ash is just like, go to your room, Charmander. And Charmander's like, no way. I'm going to go kill this little bug. And Paris is freaking out. And then, as like a last second attack, just puts its little claw out and stabs Charmeleon. And Charmeleon gets really hurt by it. And then Paris decides to evolve into a nightmare crab. Paris. It is a giant mushroom with a crab underneath it. Parasect's really cool. I kind of actually really like Paris and Parasect. I like it. Now we've got 3D models of them. The eyes are really interesting. They remind me of Venomoth's eyes. And they're kind of cute. But Venomoth is disgusting. Venomoth is cute. <laughs> we've done this before. Every time there's a bug type Pokemon, we're like, that's disgusting. Just any time Venomoth is mentioned. <laughs> so we get Parasect. And then Team Rocket have done their job of helping the Pokemon of the day, of the week. So Charmeleon has to blast them off because they're, they're, they're done. And then everything's all good. Now it's got Parasect and it puts Charmeleon to sleep and then the gang all leave because they've done the thing they need to do. And then Team Rocket fall down again and they're being fixed up by Cassandra and the old lady and Meowth is on the lady's lap and he's all happy and it's like, yeah, my goal is to stay here with you. And then the old lady's like, nah, we found a Persian just outside. <laughs> so this will be ours now. And it's like, what? When? <laughs> When did you find this fully evolved Persian just wandering the forest? And there's just like, oh, that Persian is so adorable. Don't worry, Meowth, I'm sure it will do a great job. And the episode ends with Meowth being upset because he couldn't get his little cat leg over. And Jesse and James are sad because they don't get all the monies. And it's a great ending. I loved it. It's basically just a big F you to Team Rocket. They did the right thing for once and then they just get nothing. They did. They were nice this episode. They were nice people. They helped. I guess it's because they did the right thing for the wrong reasons. Right, the right thing for the wrong reasons. All this girl wants is for Paris to evolve into Parasect so that she can use its spores to make a potion. She doesn't seem too bothered about Paris's well-being. She's all like, oh no, I need it to evolve to be a Parasect so I can use this, the things it makes. But at no point, she's been like, he's really nervous, so can we just like go gentle on it and like maybe I'll talk to it so it can get over its anxiety of fighting? No, she's like, yeah, let's have a battle because I need it to evolve. Well, I bet she's probably quite annoyed at Paris's attitude. Because Paris just, every time that she tries to get Paris to do anything, he just goes, no, I did. No, I did, no. Paris is the best. Paris is cute, actually. It's adorable. Paris is my favourite thing. My favourite thing was Parasect. Yay, we got them both. Tick them off the list. <laughs> because Parasect is kind of creepy and gross. It's also my monster of the week, so I'll talk about it then. Okay. Overall thoughts? This episode is very simple and very dumb, and I kind of love it. Yeah, I found it a bit land because it's just the same sort of thing we've had before you've kind of given it more life by giving paris this personality which is adorable i didn't really give him personality i just gave him a dumb voice still it's better than what it was and it brings some weird things into question like how does experience work in the universe if they can just fake battles couldn't they just fake battles until a pokemon evolves i suppose if the opponent was to just throw the battle and lose then you technically have won the battle still and you'd get the experience if you were to do that in game maybe it just seems a bit weird to me it is odd i guess her goal was more to get his confidence up which she failed to do but somehow team rocket managed to do in about five minutes yeah because team rocket is just the best at getting pokemon to evolve i mean they got ekans and coughing to evolve by just crying on them magikarp evolved by being kicked in the face Execute evolved by having an egg joke made about it. Mankey evolved into Primate because James kicked it. 
My God, you're right, actually. Like, Team Rocket evolve more Pokemon than anyone else. They are the best. They are the best. Anything else about this episode? It's definitely filler, but it was fun. It was all right. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we'll talk about the similarities and the differences in these episodes. So, let's start with our Monsters of the Week. Mine is Parasect, because it is one of the creepiest Pokemon. It's based on a mushroom called Cordyceps, and what Cordyceps actually does is it infects bugs, and it sort of grows out of their, like, eyes and stuff, and it controls their brain. Yeah, like, the Pokedex entry talks about basically the mushroom's grown so big that it's just consumed the Paris. That's why its eyes are dead. So basically what this girl wanted was for her Paris to evolve and essentially die so the mushroom can take over, so she could harvest it. So Paris is actually dead now. Paris is being killed by the mushroom, and that's what she wanted. So sad. So it's no longer, no, I dead, it's, I'm actually dead now. Aww. Now it's just a mushroom. So sad. I know, if I had a Paris, it would not evolve it. So, Parasect's my monster of the week because it's creepy and it is essentially a husk of a Pokemon that is dead and a mushroom controls it. What is your monster of the week? My monster of the week is Pikachu. Why? Because Pikachu was really adorable, as always. Like, at the beginning of the episode, when everyone was sort of arguing, Pikachu was like, huh? <laughs> What's going on? And then later on in the fight, when he did the teeny static bolt, <laughs> that was amazing. Just, he's so adorable. Just the tiniest attack. And when Paris fought back against it and, like, poked Pikachu's tail, just like, oh, I'm going to fight back. And Ash was like, no, no, Pikachu, you can't. I just want to fight it. Ash is the worst. But yeah, we can carry on now. <laughs> Which episode do you think had the best storyline? Pokemon. Okay. Digimon's was just more running away. Yeah, I think Pokemon had the best storyline. It wasn't anything new. We've seen the same sort of thing before. But I like Paris. Paris is cute. It's a little crab thing that's got a mushroom on it that soon dies when it evolves. And it, it was more interesting than just, we're being chased. Oh no. The whole episode of Digimon was just, we are being chased. Oh God, we're safe. Oh no, we're being chased again. Oh God, we're safe. Oh no, we're being chased again. Oh no, he's being eaten. Cliffhanger. You could probably cut out all of the episode and go from the start to the end and not miss anything. Yeah, if Pokemon just digivolved in the water <laughs> and then Metal Seedramon started eating him. No, if, if Waymon takes them and then it straight cuts to them being next to that bridge, nothing really happened and it's like you wouldn't really have lost any important information apart from maybe the Draymon destroyers, which aren't really that important. Yeah, that would have worked. Any similarities? Diddly squat. I've got that. There were dramatic flails in both of them because we had Metal Seedramon going back into the water and then we had Paris just, no, I did. That is the best similarity. The tiniest little spark and the tiniest bit of water on it. Just, no, dead now. Should be a professional footballer. What differences are there between these episodes? One is just a cookie cutter stamp of a, a basic plot, which is Pokemon, where it's just they're in a place, they find a Pokemon, Team Rocket are there thing evolves blast off episode ends and the other one is a continuation so this is part two of three maybe or whatever of the metal seedramon arc metal seedramon gets like two and a few minute episodes also have you noticed how digimon is getting serious but it's just upped the puns to like 11 every other line is a joke or a pun whilst in pokemon it's a lot more whimsical but there aren't as many jokes it's not all the same type of humour in Pokemon. Mm, it's not just pun, 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 pun. No, there's lots of physical humour in there as well. I have other differences. Digimon is set in the ocean and Pokemon is set in a forest. That's a difference. They like forests in Pokemon. That's a thing. Other differences are that 
In Digimon, the Digimon have only ever been disobedient when they've evolved wrong because of when Tai was dumb and Agumon became School Greymon. But in Pokemon, Charmeleon's being disobedient because Ash is a tool. Okay. I keep thinking maybe it hasn't got enough badges, but like Charmander evolves at like 16. 18 so he would have been able to after the second badge so the only conclusion that we can come to is that ash is a tool and that's why it's not because ash has done anything wrong it's just because ash is a tool <laughs> so chameleon just walks all over him which episode do you enjoy the most they were both pretty shallow well one of them had a deep trench of water but you know i enjoyed them both really and it's, it's a close call i think pokemon got some more life to it because of the like i said the paris character that you've made is kind of pretty cute but apart from that, it was the same as we've seen this episode before with like Ditto and stuff. But with Digimon, I think I prefer the Digimon episode because it's part of an arc, a small arc of like Metal Digimon. And they did do some interesting things with um, the echolocation and hacking into Waymon. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I guess Digimon did try new things, even though it was still plagued by all the usual problems of bad jokes. I mean, it is filler. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to say Pokemon. I was about to agree with you on Digimon. <laughs> but like, you can cut this episode. Well, you can cut the entirety of Pokemon out, but you can't really cut the entirety of Digimon out. We're in, like, the last arc of Digimon. We're in an important thing. This is the first of the Dark Masters, and essentially this entire episode can be removed. Not all of it. We had to escape from him somehow. Okay, who do you think should get the point, then? I think Digimon. You think? Yeah, because Pokemon's really isn't anything that new. It's just another little bit of fun. Or at least Digimon did do some interesting things with Waymon. Okay, so what's the score? 2220 to pokemon 22 20 22 to 20 22 to 20 join us again next time where we will be watching episode 43 the song of jigglypuff and playing games that was actually a really good impression actually i'm impressed you can listen to more of us on soundcloud itunes or stitcher where we like getting reviews and comments We'd like more of those, please. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the World Thread, and email, which are all linked in the show notes. And you can support me on Patreon if you want to be super duper nice. That'd be great. Or just share us with all your friends on Twitter or in person. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Omelets are a vegetable. Are they? Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're eggs. <laughs> I believed you for like a split second and I was like, wait a second, that's stupid. It's shaped like a droid ship from Phantom Menace. You know, the massive one that's like a space station. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is always a good idea to copy the Phantom Menace. It's the best one of the movies. <laughs> I hope you're ready for Digimon. I hope you're ready for politics and CGI, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and also Jar Jar Binks, the worst idea to happen to a franchise. And Hello, Padre and welcome to Padre the Star Wars cast. <laughs> There's like half an hour, third, 45 minutes of pod racing, which does nothing. Because we all want to get involved in pod racing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I was so probably angry about like that movie. Five when I watched it. <laughs> so, my my partner's super into Star Wars, and 
stuff and they've been playing the lego star wars games and stuff and i just keep getting reminded about the awful movies lego star wars games are great though like the only good thing to come out of the original trilogy not the original i'm not a fan of the, the lego movie games i'm not a fan Triples. of lego games because they have the one joke that they do they're gonna reach in their into their pocket to pull something out it's not the thing they want so they throw it away and sometimes there's the sound of like it clattering around it's so funny and then they pull out the thing they want that is the lego joke in any lego that game. is the dumbest reason to hate lego games okay also i I'm don't not super i don't even lego think games. of an instance of that joke ever happening it happens a lot in lego games i can't remember it and i've played well, like hundreds of hours of lego games now <laughs> Well, they're not my thing. We have gone on it's quite a tangent like from, from Digimon to Star Wars to how bad the Star Wars is to Lego. Yeah. So yeah, they're on the island. And to be fair, I do like actual Lego. We've got the um, Millennium Falcon uh, yeah. one. It's the big one that you can like open up inside. It's really cool. Not the new one, the old one. Uh, it's really pretty. And we've made it Christmassy because we're not having a Christmas tree, I don't think, this year because we don't really want one. So we're going to have like, a, a Christmas theme um, Millennium Falcon instead okay because we're sad and nerds okay the second episode you're watching this time is the problem with paris the second episode we're watching this time is the problem with paris oh you do a much better impression of yourself than i do yeah i know because i am me hello and then they say that meow can just stay there pardon no skype don't do this to me why would you suddenly cut out skype can't leave. I hate if you, living Skype. is you without you. Can't leave. My internet's Can't fine. Why have you gone quiet, Sam? Anymore. Can't leave. Why is it <sighs> muted? Why are you muted? You should <laughs> be muted. Oh, it's died. Oh, well. More Kezu fighting for me then. I don't even like Kezu. Come They're weird, like, slug creature things. But I'm using a great sword, which is cool. It's my old one I used to play all the time. I used to great sword a lot, but now I don't. You use the sword and shield because with hunter arts they're a lot more useful and they're not as boring as just mashing the, the X button. <sighs> <sighs> Why is it not working? I don't get why it's not working. Why is it not working? I'm just singing that from a song because it's a song that's in my head. Why is it not letting me pick up? Why is the internet sucky? My internet is really sucky. Hmm. Easy way to find out is my internet. See if my phone will load up tweets. If it won't, then the internet has died. <laughs> I'm so glad this happens every episode. It's super fun. Hmm. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. Yay. Skype sucks. <laughs> It does. Skype's just an ass, and it happens every episode. It never used to happen, but for some reason recently, it started happening every episode. Because mm. we just... have the orda- we have the audacity of using Skype for its sole purpose. First of all, how dare we use Skype to call each other over the internet? <laughs> who, who do you think Skype is? I don't know, Sam. Who is Skype? <laughs> who is she? Where did you find her? 
that's a reference nobody would get unless you watch Big Brother a long time ago. Okay. <laughs>